0: What's up guys, welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. In light of Valentine's Day and Galentine's Day, today's episode is about friendships, romantic relationships, love, romance, dating, having standards, all the things. I'm also going to do a little catch up, but I will do that at the end of the episode because I have a lot I want to jump into on the topic of love, of course, and I also have a lot I want to recap from the Super Bowl and the Grammys because I haven't recorded since those aired. Also new country music from Beyonce, so we have a lot of catch, a lot to catch up on, um, and a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. So, from the title, I'm sure some of y'all thought this would be kind of about like the song lovers and friends and that type of situationship but not quite I pretty much named this lovers and friends because I will be talking about both friendships and romantic relationships y'all know I love love I am a sucker for romance I love all things love it is the name of this podcast I think Valentine's Day is definitely my favorite holiday besides my birthday and New Year's Eve. I love New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I am not a big Christmas person at all, but I do love like the Christmas music and the movies, all the seasonal flavors and the treats and stuff. The lights and decorations at Christmas are always so pretty. It's just never been as big of a deal to me as it is to most people, which is so funny because Valentine's Day is the holiday I feel like a lot of people don't really like or don't really care about. Basically like how I feel about Valentine's Day is how most people feel about Christmas. Um, Right now I'm recording this in my home office and there are literally roses everywhere. And I feel like this is the feeling most people have when they put up their Christmas tree. I don't get that feeling from a Christmas tree, but I get it when it looks like Cupid exploded in my house. So that's how I feel about Valentine's Day. How most people feel when they decorate for Christmas. So this put like having a ton of roses and a bunch of like pink everywhere is is my christmas tree basically it's the equivalent of decorating for christmas for me um but yeah how i feel about that is how most people feel about christmas i have a playlist of all my favorite love songs side note there is absolutely nothing like late 90s early 2000s rmb absolutely nothing truly the best songs i'm going to cook i'm gonna make shrimp alfredo from scratch i am so excited to cook listen to love songs while i cook have a little drink Also, why am I just learning that Alfredo sauce is literally just Parmesan, butter, salt and pepper? Like, basically, that's all it is. Authentic alfredo sauce is really only those four things american alfredo sauce has all the other stuff in it like cream and garlic which i love but i never realized that alfredo sauce is basically just parmesan and butter i saw martha stewart make it in one of her videos and she did it so quickly like and it was so easy that's where i got the idea i was like that's what i'm gonna cook on valentine's day because i love alfredo i love italian food in general it's my favorite like food genre i love italian food but she made it in one of our videos and it was literally like so simple and I was reading through the comments and so many people were also mind blown like it was just so funny because it is such basic ingredients um so that's what I'm going to make I got some Krispy Kreme donuts because those are my favorite and they do the cute Valentine's Day donuts my usual dark chocolate of course is a must red roses good movie candles I'm also obsessed with the snack pirates booty I know it's probably like A kid's snack (laughs) But it is Pirate's booty are so good It's those little cheese puffs And it's one of my favorite snacks in the world So I got those Um, Even though I love Valentine's Day I do not like going out to dinner on the actual day And it's like the most stressful thing to me Depending on where you go Most places are so crowded There's so much pressure It's less intimate I love a low-key home date Or like a relaxing hotel room stay But I do not like going out on Valentine's Day but in light of Valentine's Day, let's jump into friendships real quick before we get into romantic relationships, because everyone is always obsessed with romantic relationships. And so I will spend more time talking about that. But friendships are so important, whether you're in a relationship or not. Friends are Essential for life. As independent as I am, and as much as I enjoy my own company and spending time by myself and doing things by myself, no one is meant to do life alone. Friends make life so much more fun, so much less isolating. No one likes the friend who gets in a relationship and then never speaks to their friends again just because they now have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Even if you are in a relationship, it's still important to maintain your friendships because if you have difficulty with your significant other, you need a support system around you and people who are able to be there for you and know what you need and can listen to you and be supportive and helpful. Also, it's just important um, in general, if you are in a relationship, especially to have a life and people you can talk to outside of your significant other so it puts less pressure on them and so it's just really good to maintain friendships in general invest in your friends make new friends think about how often do you you want to see your friends what is a friend to you do you have real friends do you need a big friend group or just a few people remember that in order to get a friend you have to be a friend Friends are people who have things in common, people you can trust, people you enjoy being around. A friend can be someone you've known forever or you just met, but they're people who are, like I said, there for you. They listen to you. They make you feel better and not worse. And it is okay to be picky and have standards with your friends, just like um, picking your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your spouse. Um, Think about, can they forgive? Are they a good communicator? Are they needy? Can they give you space? Are they understanding? just like there are red and green flags in dating, the same applies to friends. Um, Red flags in friends can be people who are only around when they need something or they gossip a lot or they badmouth people. Very close minded. This depends on you. I like people who are not like super judgmental about any and every single thing. Think about, um, Are the people like the friends in your life? Are they flaky? Do they actually show up? Do they keep their word? Are they like, do they act spoiled or bossy? Red and green flags will be different based on what you do and don't like in a person, which is a perfect segue into talking about what I wanted to get into next, which is preferences and standards. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between um, preferences and standards when it comes to. Um, Romantic partners we choose and the friends that we choose when it's important. And when it comes to friends, it's important to remember that different friends can be for different things. Every friend does not play exactly the same role in our lives. Like we all know, different strokes for different folks. And adult friendships are so interesting because everyone's moving in different directions and in a different place. So there are certain friends you can go to for certain things, other friends you go to for something different. After college, especially people's lives just take so many different paths. I have friends who are married and have kids. I have friends who have kids but aren't married. I have friends who are still in school, friends who live in different states, um, friends who live in their own, friends who still live home, friends who have roommates. So everyone is in a different place, everyone is busier, and so investing. And making time for the people you really want to keep in your life becomes way more important because it gets harder to do as we get older and we get more responsibilities and our lives get busier. But I wanted to talk about standards and preferences because we've all heard the saying that friends are the family we get to choose and partners are too, boyfriends, girlfriends, eventually do become our family, especially if you're dating to marry or even if you don't marry, but you decide you want to have kids with someone or if that person is just your life partner and you decide you wanna spend the rest of your lives together. Everyone does not need the marriage title, especially in this day and age. So whatever the case may be, they become your family most people think about standards when it comes to dating but you should have standards when choosing your friends too because we all know that the people um you are around often um are the ones that you what is that saying like the the people you surround yourself with are the people you become like, basically. Um, and so take a look at your circle. Think about the person you want to be and ask yourself if those people fit that vision of your life, um, of the life that you have for yourself. Do the people who are in your life on a regular basis make you feel like a better person or a worse person? So standards are basically what you are and are not willing to accept in a person. When someone meets your standards, they are more deserving to be in your life. They are people that you are willing to give your time and energy to because you like how they treat you and how they carry themselves and live their own lives. Your standards are up to you. Standards are non-negotiables. They are your Deal breakers, which is why it's important to know the difference between preferences and standards. Because preferences can be compromised if you really like the person, but standards you should be firm in. And a preference for you could be a standard for someone else, and vice versa. For example, a preference in dating for you could be you prefer a man who is six feet or taller, or you prefer a girl who is blonde. If Those are personal preferences and not standards. If you like the person enough, you'll be willing to overlook the fact that the guy is under six feet or the girl is a brunette instead of a blonde. Now, if one of your standards is a man who is six feet or a... Um, girl who is blonde, then those will be non-negotiables for you so you won't even entertain someone who doesn't have those traits. Having standards makes making decisions a lot easier because you know and you're clear about what it is that you really want uh, and you save other people's time. And not just in dating, but in all areas of life. If you know your standard is healthy food, you're not even gonna consider, um, you know, like stopping at a greasy fast food joint and if the thought crosses your mind, you know your standard. And so you'll be able to tell yourself, no, having standards applies It simplifies your life and it makes it so much easier because everything is not an option. Having preferences also makes your life easier because you know what you're willing to compromise on. Like for me, I prefer to work out in the morning rather than later in the day. But if I can't do the morning, I'm okay with jumping on a treadmill later in the day when I have the free time. The morning is not a standard for me. It's just a preference. But working out daily is a standard. Exercise is a non-negotiable for me. But timing is a preference. in dating a man who believes in Jesus Christ and owns a Bible is a standard for me. It's not something I'm willing to compromise on. But spirituality or religion can just be a preference for someone else. One size does not fit all when it comes to relationships or anything else in life. What works for one person isn't always going to work for someone else. And like that's fine. That's how life is supposed to be. Um, What's important um, to one person, like I said, isn't going to be important to someone else. That's why I'm not a fan of being judgmental at all. And I really try not to take other people's decisions personally to each their own, but having preferences and standards with everything, relationships, friendships, work, finances, health, mental health, diet, exercise, overall lifestyle, it just makes life so much easier knowing what you're willing to compromise on and what you are not willing to compromise on in all areas is so important, and it helps you make decisions so much easier. It also helps you have strong boundaries because you and the people in your life know what you do and do not tolerate I heard this quote that standards without consequences are just suggestions and I have never heard something more powerful in my life standards without consequences are just suggestions in dating if your significant other lies to you about something especially um, like something that you asked them to specifically be honest with you about and you find out that they lied are you give the, like are you gonna give them another chance or are you calling it quits? If being honest is a standard for you and they lie, the consequence should be to end that relationship. Or if you if you do give them another chance, they can get one chance only. But honestly, with men and with people in general, it doesn't just have to be men spe- men specifically. People, especially nowadays, will do what they know they can get away with. And so a lot of times when someone gets a second third fourth fifth chance when they say it won't happen again they usually just mean i won't get caught the next time when someone dishonors your standards there has to be consequences and like cut off or at least limiting access to like cutting off or at least limiting access to you should be at the top of the consequence list. That goes for boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, family, your freaking pet goldfish. Like, I don't care who it is. Standards without consequences are just suggestions. I hate using um, cheating as an example, but I know, like, I know, because I know a lot of people who don't even care about it anymore, but a standard could be don't cheat on me, And if you find out they cheated, instead of cutting them off, they tell you it'll, um, instead of you cutting them off, like, they can tell you, like, it'll never happen again. So you give them another chance with no consequence for that action. Because there were no consequences, that person now takes don't cheat on me as a suggestion, not really a standard. And so they'll likely do it again because there was no consequence the first time. Um, And so they think that that's not really important to you because you let them back in easily. And that can go with any situation, like, a job you never ask for a raise on, and so you never get it. You have to know your standards with in all areas and be very firm in them. Standards can sometimes go out the window when it comes to love, as we all know. Love can make us ignore, overlook, turn a blind eye to the craziest things people do, but when you're firm in your standards, you... Like when you're firm in the standards that you do and don't accept in your life, it is a lot harder to fall in the trap of being love bombed or blinded by love. And so let's talk about love in general. By definition, love is a set of emotions and behaviors characterized by intimacy, passion and commitment. It involves care. Closeness, protectiveness, attraction, affection, and trust. To me, love is an undeniable feeling you cannot explain, but you just know it when it hits you. It's like the deepest care for someone. You want the best for them. You're okay with them being themselves, but also want them to be the best that they can be. You want to hold them to a, a certain standard, and you want them to hold themselves to a certain standard. Like when you're giving someone tough love, which is being hard on someone because you care so much. I think the purest form of love is parent-child because um, when our parents or guardians really love us, like when they love, when they care, and they want us to be okay, they tell us not to do certain things that we want to do. Like not hanging out with the wrong crowd when we're teenagers or not letting us jump off the top of a jungle gym when we're little. Like we all know sometimes love does not look like love. People leave people every day because they love them. So sometimes absence is love, even when it doesn't even when it doesn't feel like it. Love is shown in so many different ways that do not always feel good. But a lot of the feel good part of love is where romance comes in and it's easy to confuse the two. But love and romance are two very different things. By definition, romance refers to the actions and feelings of people who are in love, especially behavior that is very caring or affectionate. Romance or romantic love is a feeling of love for or a strong attraction towards another person. And the courtship behavior is undertaken by an individual to express those overall feelings. Um and emotions. Some people especially if their love language is gifts, they can refuse, they can confuse romance for love. Think about like the husband who's never around but buys the wife all the extravagant gifts to make up for it or the parent who's absent but does the, but does the same thing like buys the child a ton of stuff. Those are the people who are always confused when the spouse or the child are mad at them because in the giver's mind, they're like, of course I love you. I get you everything you could possibly want. And for the receiver, they're like, I don't care about all this stuff. I just want your attention. I want your time. Gestures are often seen as romantic, but without the actual love, gestures do not mean much at all. Like we've, we've all seen that. I'm sure you can think of an example right off the top of your head of that kind of situation. So in relationships, most people want some version of both love and romance. Actions do speak louder than words. Hopefully, the majority of us has a good idea of love and what it looks like. But romance is different depending on the person. For me, I like the little things. Having a cup of coffee ready for me is romantic. (laughs) Opening the car door for me is romantic. Like, I... I really do... I don't think I ask for much. I feel like all girls say that, and then, like, it's so not true, but I'd really do, like, the basics. Um, I don't need all the trips and the jewelry and the five-star restaurants. Like, I appreciate those things, and I'm grateful when the person I'm dating does those things. But I care about the little things so much more, like, making an effort to talk to me even when you're busy, asking me how my day was, remembering my birthday, like, knowing my favorite color, what makes me happy, what makes me sad, like what cheers me up when i'm down being able to relax or do something fun after a long day at work randomly sending me like a love song in the middle of the day like letting me wear your clothes there is nothing better to me than wearing a man's like hoodie or sweatshirt men's clothes are just made so much better and they're so much thicker and warmer and this goes both ways men also care about romance doing the little things for them almost means more to them because there's so much pressure on them to do things for women and so when a woman does the things for them like it's so sweet the problem is a lot of women feel like they do everything thoughtful for the man because in most cases it's just natural for most women to nurture and to care but it doesn't always come naturally to men (laughs) so communication is really important and communicating that in a calm way if you're like trying to get your Man, to do like more for you or partner, but romance is what keeps relationships alive. It adds some surprise. There's that stereotype like one partner gets comfortable in the relationship after a while, and the spark is gone because they don't do the things that they used to do, or the honeymoon phase fades, and the couple is not happy anymore. Romance keeps the fire burning, if you will. Like, and like I said, it'll be different for everyone. I personally don't need the big fancy stuff, but for some women, the designer stuff and the vacations and the Michelin star restaurants are a requirement and there's nothing wrong with that. People just have to be honest about what they really want and are looking for and expecting out of a partner so these have just been some of my thoughts on friendships relationships dynamics romance love before i close this episode i did want to do a little catch up on life and some pop culture stuff so my mom's birthday is actually this friday rest in peace i'm sure most of you know by now she recently passed away this will be the first birthday Um, It's always like weird to me when people ask me if I'm sad or how I feel because I'll always be sad. Like it's never not going to suck. I will always miss her. But for me, I just have so much gratitude for her being my mom and the time we had together. I'm so glad that I did not move out at 18. So we were able to spend so much more time together. We had so much fun and I know my mom would not want me to be depressed and throw a pity party every single day because that's just not who she was and I do let myself feel all the feelings when they occur like I'm, I'm a very emotional person like if you guys can't tell I definitely am but she was the most lively person I have ever known she was very realistic about death like when people passed away she used to say death is a part of life and that is so true none of us mix it out alive Like <laughs> hate to break it to anybody but it's just fact. Um, I'm so happy she has eternal peace. There's no more struggling, no more worrying, no more stressing about anything, no more crying for her, no more hurt, pain. All of that really does make me happy because I know without a doubt, as much as she enjoyed her life, she could not wait to meet Jesus and go to her eternal home and see her own mother again, my grandmother and my grandfather. And so that's what really brings me so much peace and it helps me to live with it Her work was done. Mine is not. And I also know she put every single thing she had into me. And um, it would like almost be disrespectful to her if I don't live the best life that I possibly can and enjoy it as much as I can. I do not want her sacrifices and everything that she put in me and did for me to be a waste. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. And that is definitely how I feel about me and my mom. Like she really did give me every single thing that she had and I have to honor that. So that was my mini grief rant. I wanted to throw this in here for anyone who might be struggling with the loss of someone. And also just wanted to say it because her birthday is um, this Friday, which actually can Like, I like that it follows my favorite holiday. Like, it kind of makes it, you know, kind of nice. So, Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there for anyone who might be struggling with the loss of someone. One of the ministers at my church did the prayer at my mother's homegoing service. And he said, we did not lose Melody. That's my mom's name. um, Because we know exactly where she is. And I have never heard anyone put it like that before. And I just love that so much. So, If you are a person of faith, just remember that that person, you didn't lose them. You know where they are, and I know exactly where my mother is, and that makes me so happy. On too much lighter news, the Super Bowl was really fun this year. Um, I'm actually a new Brock Purdy fan, the 49ers quarterback. I thought he did incredible. I did not realize how young he is and that he's been Mr. Irrelevant, which is beyond offensive. I know it's like a joke in the NFL, but that is so rude. He is definitely not Mr. Irrelevant anymore. And so that's all that matters. Um it was a really solid football game it was kind of boring because there weren't like any theatrics like no major performances I feel like both teams just played the game it was a very straightforward not a ton of fancy stuff at all until the end when it went into overtime Um, I didn't really care which team won I really only watched for Usher (laughs) no lie I had every intention of going to bed after the halftime show, but I stayed up because Beyonce dropped new music and my phone was blowing up. And so me and my friends were all texting back and forth because once she posted about it, the songs went live on YouTube and streaming, but it was like working for some people and not working for other people because technology and everyone was trying to listen at the same time. And there was so much going on, but the Queen Bee dropped two new songs off of her next new album. The songs are 16 Carriages and Texas Hold'em. The album is called Act 2 Dropping March 29th Which is so close I am so excited I love country music Her song Daddy um, Lessons from Lemonade Was definitely a country song So I'm excited for a whole album I think it's so creative and fun When artists switch things up And she is country She say, says it all, all the time Like she is a country girl at heart um, Houston, Texas she, she loves her country roots And so I'm very, very excited Um I think it's, like I said, so creative and fun when they switch things up and they do new sounds. The new music drop is the only reason why I ended up staying up and watching the rest of the game after the halftime show. And I wasn't even really watching the game. I was talking to friends and going back and forth, like fangirling over the new music. But I really enjoyed the halftime show. Of course, I know people have so many opinions. Alicia Keys' voice did crack at the beginning, but I don't care. It was so dope. To see her and Usher perform that song together on the world's biggest stage, "My Boo" is such a classic R&B song. It was such a staple song in both of their careers. I am so glad Usher shared that moment with her. I've never been a huge fan of Alicia Keys' voice in general. Like I've always just loved her playing the piano. I love her song lyrics. I love the way she writes songs, and I love, love, love her style everything about her is so New York and you guys know I am obsessed with New York and that's why I've always been such a fan I thought Usher's performance was so much fun I do think there was a lot going on but like he has so much music and I think he didn't I think he was trying very hard not to leave anything out and so it was like five seconds for each song um he only had 15 minutes and it's Vegas and so I feel like doing too much and going over the top was very appropriate for the setting, I mean, it's Las Vegas. Um, I sang and danced to every single song. He is such a crossover artist, like, in terms of generations, because he came out on kind of, like, the tail end of, like, the classic late 90s, early 2000s R&B a lot of his music is so nostalgic in addition to his newer stuff, which is more pop. But he's been around for so long. I cannot wait to see him in person. I am going to his show in August. It is It's going to be the perfect summer show. I was so mad when I went to Vegas this past Labor Day. And that was the only month of the year. I went in September. So that was the only month of the year where he did not have any residency shows. And I guess that was just his month off. But now he's going on tour and I'm so excited. I like to think that he did this just for me. So thank you, Usher. I cannot hate on the Chiefs at all. I think Patrick Mahomes is a beast. I think there is no denying greatness. And the Chiefs have been hated on so much this season especially because of travis and taylor but patrick mahomes like love him or hate him is one of the best football players of all time and to be able to say that about him and he is so young is a very big statement to make there has never been a black football player who has even been in the conversation of being like one of the best quarterbacks of all time lamar jackson yes but he hasn't been to the super bowl yet like this is mahomes fourth Super Bowl and he is only 28 years old. He is the only quarterback in this time in history who will ever be compared to Tom Brady. And once again, this is a young black man. If he plays as long as Brady played, he has over another 10 years which means possibly another 10 or so super, Bowl, super bowls which is which will like outdo brady if he ends up going that far and that isn't talked about enough <laughs> so this was an incre this like was such an incredible win during black history month especially beyonce also just sorry in the same like stream of black history going on here beyonce also just um became the first black artist not the first black female artist but the first black artist in history in ever like ever in general to ever reach the top of the apple music country charts in the united states country music has always been very racist and this is gonna force some doors to open and i'm really really excited for this ride Last thing I will talk about is the Grammys, which I also really enjoyed this year. Talk about racism, like Usher has won eight Grammys and none of the categories he's won for coincidentally happen to have never been televised, which means that he has never been given the opportunity to accept a Grammy award on stage. And like, if you did not know, like the Grammys has those pre-award shows and They also have a set of awards that they give out that are never televised. All eight of ushers have somehow been in categories that aren't televised, which is exactly what Jay-Z was talking about in his speech when he called out the Grammys for being racist towards black artists. Jay-Z getting honored um, with the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award award was amazing by now most of us have seen his speech he pointed out that Beyonce has won more Grammys than any artist in history and yet has never received album of the year which she definitely should have gotten last year for renaissance Harry Styles received album of the year last year Taylor Swift received it this year I have so much respect for both of those artists I love Taylor I don't really listen to Harry Styles but y'all know I love Taylor but um Like I have so much respect for them, but to Jay-Z's point, he said by the Grammy's own metrics, that doesn't even work because it doesn't make sense that the artist who has more Grammys than anyone in history still has never received album of the year. Um, the president, I think it was either like the CEO or whoever's in charge of the Recording Academy. I think, it's, I think I'm assuming his title is the president of the Recording Academy. He did a statement saying that the Grammys vote He did a statement in response to Jay-Z's speech saying that the Grammys vote based on the quality of the music. Which made things even worse because now you're saying Beyonce's music isn't as good of, like in quality as the artists who have won. So the Grammys basically backed themselves in the corner um, with that one. But I'm really glad Jay-Z was honored. I'm glad he said what he said and did it in a mostly respectful way. Only thing I didn't like was when he said some artists shouldn't have been nominated in the first place. Which is probably true, but... We don't really need, I don't think it needed to be said, but hey, you can take the man out of Marcy Projects, but you cannot take Marcy Projects out of the man. There is no denying that there is a pattern to who wins album of the year. In general, I think Jay-Z is one of the smartest people on the planet, his mind for business, of course, his talent, um, but I have so much respect for him as a businessman more than anything else. As a black businessman, the first hip-hop billionaire in history, his story is incredible. He is one of my personal biggest inspirations. I love me some Sean Carter. Blue Ivy looked amazing. Grammy's night. Beyonce looked amazing. So much respect and love for the whole family. The highlight of Grammy's for me this year was actually Miley Cyrus. I loved her red carpet look. I loved her performance. It was incredible. Like, her performance was so fire. I cannot believe this was her first grammy ever like in my opinion she should have gotten a grammy for being hannah montana alone like all of those songs her doing that show was just music history in the making it was music at its best like all of those songs were so good I cannot believe she did not get a Grammy for Wrecking Ball. For some reason, I thought she had or I thought she performed it. I don't know. But she didn't get anything for Wrecking Ball. But that song was so huge. I think it was just like automatically assumed that that's that she had already won a Grammy for something because she's been around for so long. But like it was just so surprising to almost everyone that this was her very first Grammy she's just so talented and for me she's like the first mega star that i really grew up with justin bieber taylor swift like They all came after her. Miley was already on top of the world like long before everyone else came on the scene. I love Flowers. I think it is the perfect song for her to be honored for. I feel like she's 100% grown into herself and the performance was so fun. (laughs) Her body is crazy. Like she is in amazing shape. She does not take herself too seriously, which is my favorite trait in a person. I love people who do not take themselves too seriously. Um, Flowers is such an anthem and it deserves all the flowers, pun intended, that it got. Miley is incredibly talented. She always has been. She is one of the most nostalgic artists for me. Like I said, she really was like just the first celebrity that I really grew up with, and she stayed in the game, and I got to see her. We all got to see her go through so many different phases um, of life, but whenever I see her, it's always just so nostalgic, and it makes me emo because she was probably the Biggest Like she's had like the biggest celebrity impact on my childhood. Like Hannah Montana literally raised me and she will always hold such a special place in my heart. I want to see her in person so bad. It's definitely on my bucket list. In her speech, she intentionally intentionally left out thanking her dad, which makes me so sad because they're not on good terms. And such a big part of Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus's public life has been her relationship with her dad, who is such an icon in his own right, Billy Ray Cyrus. Most of my generation was introduced to Billy Ray and his music through Hannah Montana. And I hope that whatever is going on between them like gets resolved. Like it feels like they're part of my family. Like we like just I just grew up with them in such a special way. Like it, I this this feels personal. So I really do hope that whatever's going on between them gets resolved. Nevertheless, Miley Cyrus was my Grammy night favorite. Y'all know I love Taylor Swift. She did announce her next album in her acceptance speech. The Tortured Poets Department. I hate this title because I'm always going to call it the Dead Poets Society. It's just like it it is what it is like the dead poet society is one of my favorite movies of all time like with robin williams i've been seeing so many posts that people keep referring to this album as dead poet society and so i think we're all just gonna go with that but the actual name of the album is dead poets department i think this album will be great at this point i don't think taylor swift can put out an album that i don't like i just have so much love and respect for her as an artist i am really excited she also broke a record this year she was tied with frank sinatra stevie wonder and paul simon for album of the year they all received three grammys each for album of the year and taylor swift won this year for midnights making this her fourth grammy for album of the year which is an insane record to break I cannot imagine breaking any kind of record Against Frank Sinatra Like, I, I, I can't even comprehend what that means It's it's unreal I'm so happy for her I'm not gonna lie I really thought SZA would win album of the year for SOS It was so huge She definitely deserved it But SZA is, is still pretty new But SOS was just Like unbelievably big this year But we all know how big Taylor is Um, But going back to Jay-Z's point, it just always seems so much harder for black artists to break through that barrier. Even though, like I said, without a doubt, Taylor Swift is the number one artist in the world right now. Like that's just fact. No one else is more in demand than her. No one else's songs are more streamed than hers right now. It was so well deserved. But it is just so hard for black artists to be recognized with that particular award. There's no denying how hard it is. The only other thing I do not like about um, Jay-Z calling out the Grammys for this is that now when Beyonce does finally win Album of the Year, which I believe will happen at some point, people are going to say it's only because Jay-Z called out the Grammys for it and I do not want her talent. And the fact that she really, really does deserve that award to be overshadowed by him saying that she's been treated, treated unfairly, which she has, but I just don't want that to be like, Everyone's going to say that, oh, she only won album of the year now because Jay-Z has the biggest influence ever and he made that happen. But like we all know she deserves it. It's just going to be annoying when it happens. Oprah was another one of my favorite, like one of my Grammy favorites. She did a little Tina Turner tribute and she introduced Fantasia, who performed Proud Mary. I have to say I've never been a Fantasia fan at all. I know she has such a great story. She's crazy talented. She's just never been a favorite of mine, but her performance of Proud Mary was so, so good. She killed it. I also loved in Oprah's Little Tribute, she said Tina Turner told her to always dress up for dinner, even if no one else is there, just so you feel beautiful to you. It is like the whole thing was just so good. The Grammys were so good this year. It's like so rare to get like a really good award show. Most award shows are boring. And honestly, most award shows are so white. (laughs) Like they're getting, they're getting more cultured and it's getting more fun. And people like it's not as serious anymore. Like I think they're they're getting more relaxed and more real. I think that's what it is. The Grammys are, are a lot more real now than they used to be. And so I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Grammys. I enjoyed the Super Bowl. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. I hope you happy Black History Month. I hope that you guys have an amazing February. That is it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you are following this podcast and have it saved to your library so that you do not miss any episodes from me. Also, make sure that you share, rate, and review this podcast. It helps me out a ton. DM me anytime with questions or topics you want me to cover. My Instagram is at Mara P. Sullivan. You can also find me on Lemon8 at Mara P. Sullivan. And you can message me on Lemon8 too remember that no matter where you are in your life right now what your life might look like right now do not forget to love let me know if you guys like these longer episodes this one we're almost at 40 minutes and it's pretty long for me I love a long podcast episode I kind of get sad when they're like under 20 minutes and so I hope you guys liked a longer episode and I will talk to you guys soon bye